up, everybody? As always, tonight's episode of America's Hometown Horror is brought to you by Shine Through Window Cleaning, the most loyal of sponsors, a fantastic company. Anyway, Shine Through Window Cleaning is a family-owned and operated company proudly serving Plymouth and the surrounding area. They believe in treating your home or business like they would treat their own and believe in building their reputation on every job they do. Get in touch with Shine Through today to discuss your window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and power washing needs at 781-812-9189. What's that number? That's 781-812-9189. Or at shinethroughinc.net? Correct. That's correct. I forgot the website for a second there. You can also find them on Facebook. Uh, it's shine, T-H-R-U, window cleaning. Dot net that shine T H R U window cleaning shine through shine through window cleaning bitches. What's up, everybody? How we feeling tonight? How's everybody doing? This is your buddy Mike from America's Hometown Horror Podcast, and I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, who you probably know by now. I'll go around the horn here real quick. I am joined. You've known. This guy from our last three episodes? Yeah, last, last three. Three yep, episodes? Correct. Mr. Seth from the Squeegee Life Podcast. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? How are you? <laughs> Very good. Glad to have you here. I'm next, glad to be. Next to him, we have Andrew. What up, dog? And next to Andrew, we have Gato. Hola. Como estas? Bien. She's got coronavirus. Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, if she has coronavirus, no corona, we're nada. all going to have coronavirus by the end of this podcast. So I really hope that... Uh, that we don't. And actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because, so our last episode was 28 Days Later. We released that uh, uh, last week, and uh, I think things have gotten progressively worse, or yes. so the media would have you believe things have gotten progressively um, worse since worse. then. A lot worse, yeah. yeah. So Speaking of which, I'm very glad that you talked about one of my favorite movies without me. I'm it's sorry, nice man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jerk face. Schedule conflict, schedule conflict. Uh, but, yes. uh, hey, if you're out there, wash your fucking hands, you grubby fuck. And, uh, you know, cough into your arm and avoid crowds. And, hey, everything will be fine. Keep on keeping on, all right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So we are here tonight for another episode. This is, I believe, this is episode 14? 14. I believe so, yes. 14? 14 or 13. 13. Oh, Sounds about right. Is it 13 oh. on Friday the 13th? Oh. That would it, be... Actually, you know what? It is 13 on Friday the 13th. Holy we're shit. We're episode 13 and we're recording it on Friday the 13th. How Holy I, cow. How, how did you I overlook that? I forget. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, wow, Jesus. I'm I, also surprised that we're not doing a podcast on Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th. because yeah. that would make sense. I just and checked. 28 Days Later was episode 12. This is episode yeah. 13. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Woohoo! Kismet. Yeah, seriously. Friday the 13th episode. Hey, everything happens for episode. a reason, folks. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. So we are here tonight to talk about... Wow, we really should have talked about Friday the 13th. The good old Bridgewater <laughs> Triangle, baby. Some UFOs, some Bigfoots, some puckwudgies, some satanic rituals, and a whole bunch of other shit. You guys ready for this? I'm yes. ready. I think this it's going to be a good one. episode. But before we get into that, a uh, couple of quick news items. Uh, that I wanted to run through. If you've heard of this, or if you're interested in this, let me know. Otherwise, we'll just skip it, to quote uh, Will Ferrell from Celebrity Jeopardy. Great. First thing, obviously, we just touched on the coronavirus. Uh, there have been a number of movies that have been delayed during, uh, due to the coronavirus. You guys heard about this? You heard I about did. This? I huh? just heard you about this. You guys see this? You hear, hear about this? They're not going to release them, because why would you? Uh, so, for, uh, for our audience, uh, horror fans, uh, the two biggest 
movies that have been delayed. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2, which is supposed to come out uh, a couple weeks from now, that has been delayed indefinitely. Wow. Yeah. That's very sad. Yeah, so hopefully it'll be coming out either, you know, whenever this all, whenever all this shit calms down, or maybe in the fall. They haven't really said when it's coming out, when it's going to be uh, released yet, but it's just been pushed back. Same thing for Antlers, which is the new Del oh, Toro geez, movie. We've been talking about that for months I know. Now. We, we like... talked about the trailers. <laughs> There's been some really good trailers. It actually looks really scary and awesome. Uh, that's been delayed as well. In addition to that, uh, season uh, production on season four of Stranger Things has also been delayed, which sucks. Interesting. Well, we'll have to wait even longer than we normally have to wait. I know. I yes. feel like I feel like yeah. It was there was going to be a big. Is wait. Westworld still coming out? On Westworld time? comes out this Sunday. That's yes. great. Yeah. So th- this That's virus great. that is killing everybody is uh, it's ruining everything. You have to wait for everything. It really now. is. You know, killing people, bummer. messing up pop culture, economy, all kinds of fucking shit. Don't they know market. I have things to watch? I can't yeah. even watch sports. Can't watch sports. You can't go to a bar and watch sports. We Honestly, no like, sports what, what else is there to do? Going? No March Madness, no NBA, no baseball, no hockey. I mean, I can just we, go and play Kino now, and there's nothing to watch. There is Kino. There is Kino <laughs> to be played. We truly are a bread and circus culture. Wow. Wow. This is bread and doing. circus? Look at you. We're getting into Roman Holy times. Holy Wow. Maximus Aurelius. <laughs> I didn't get bread that. yesterday when I went to the grocery store. It's an expression. Oh. I'm not yelling at you. I am yelling at you. Yeah. Next item. <laughs> uh, news broke today, actually. There is going to be a new Scream movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I know. I purposely didn't share this with you beforehand, so as I knew your reaction oh. would be great. Uh, so at this point, it's unclear if it's a sequel or oh, if it's a there. reboot. Uh, oh, that's so exciting! I would, I, I would love a reboot. Tell me, tell me, tell me. The, the, the details are very scarce at the moment about the plot. I'm good. Uh, about the plot, about you know what the continuity is going to be, if it's going to be something movie, else. Another Scream movie. So there's obviously there's been Scream, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4. There was that MTV series that you watched. So but they didn't even like release who's in it? Nothing? Nope, they just announced that they are doing a new Scream oh, movie. Well, that's Can not... I uh, make an unpopular, almost a cat yeah. comment here? Go, Go for it. I fucking hate Scream. Why? I could care less about those movies. I love the Scream movies. The I first one's good. The sequels, a, are, a sequels are okay. I'm not really. I'm not a slasher person. So I understand why the first one was so important, but it's not one of my personal favorites. I, I love, love them it. as a yeah. kid. Like they're yeah, they're totally staples in my horror DVD library. Yeah. I I if I was like four them. years older and a female, I would have loved those. Of movies. course. Yeah. I mean, it was just you know one of those first. It was almost like akin to. Cabin in the Woods that was kind of aware of itself and very meta and aware of the horror tropes, yeah. which was, you know, groundbreaking back in the day. So, new Scream movie directed by a, a duo called Radio Silence. Not Wes Craven? Uh, no, Wes Craven. He did. Oh, yeah, DJ? I forgot. He did. Silence? I forget. No, so Radio Silence actually directed a segment in the first VHS movie. Yep. Also, uh, they directed the the one where the guys go to the haunted house on Halloween, and they think they're walking into an actual haunted attraction, and it's actually a haunted house with like, a satanic ritual. That's what that ritual. thing was that we watched. Yep. That's the same thing. Is that from him? Uh, well, I don't know what you're talking about. The um, we no, we watched. <laughs> it was a thing that was like haunted or something, and that. What did we watch? No, no, no. There was like it was on Halloween. We just watched it like um, maybe a month ago, and it was. 
um, this, like, car ride of kids that was going up to, like, a haunted house, and it's a, like, Halloween thing this Cabin in the Woods. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it was, like, a construction You're time. thinking of Haunt. Haunt, okay. Haunt, that movie did, on Shudder. In fairness, you said Haunt. On Shudder. I'm just amazed yes, you remember that movie. Yes, it was on Shudder. Yes. No, yes. <laughs> no, VHS, VHS we've, we've also watched. It's a, it's an anthology movie. It has four or five segments, and they directed, I think, one of the better ones. There's, there's, that movie's ah. great. Wait, but that's Southbound's not... the best. They also directed a segment in Southbound, which, which segment? I'm glad you're here. I don't here. know why I asked you the segment about VHS, because to be honest, I've only seen the first two segments of the first VHS, and that's it. I, I know, that's think, a sin. I should watch those. I think sin. they directed the segment where it has, like, the floating skulls, well, like that whole that's thing. kind of... The wraparound segment, it. yeah. I don't so know, I don't know for sure. Is this the first one where they drive to the gas station? It, I, think I think it is. The answer is he doesn't. Yeah, the answer is I don't know. Oh, I didn't know if you had that in your notes there, but No, no, no. Google that shit. Uh, they also directed Ready or Not, which was a sleeper horror hit of last year, which I have yet to see. Uh, supposedly is really good. Next topic. Next. Based on the success of The Invisible Man, which has now made $100 plus million. One million dollars. At the box office worldwide. Uh, Universal has decided to move forward with a slate of additional Universal classic monster movies. Next one is Dracula. They're going to do a new Dracula movie. They've announced the director. Her name is Karen Kusama. Uh, She directed Jennifer's Body, which was the movie with Megan Fox. That movie smelled. Mm, I think I saw it a a long time ago. I don't even really remember it. I mean, I feel like the only reason people saw it was to see Megan Fox. Megan Fox? I'd steal Smooch. She's beautiful. Love her. Uh, kind of like Cats, Colin Farrell, Graham or uh, I know, would too, but I bet her breath smells or, like shit. Or Chris Hemsworth, really? Think she has yeah, bad breath? she looks like she's one of those. <laughs> she has halitosis. <laughs> yeah. Is there like, a, is there a bad breath look for a woman or a guy? I didn't realize that was a thing. Are you able to tell? Was it just bad? Taylor teeth? Swift looks like she has bad breath. Dude. She just sucks at everything. So <laughs> or I, bad I body odor. They have bad. Something. She's got bad. Yeah. Maybe the cooch blood. smells really bad. I don't know. Oh. Ew. Uh, so she, uh, this woman, <laughs> Karen, <laughs> Karen. Karen, this woman oh, Karen Kusama, Karen. in addition to Jennifer's Body, also directed The Invitation. Fantastic movie. Andrew, you must have seen that. The Invitation? Yeah. Love that movie. Me too. What Slow burn. movie is that? It's it's on Netflix. It's a it's another, an indie movie. It's right? a it's an indie movie, a cult type movie. Very, very good. They all have a the invitation, they're invited to dinner. Some might not make it out. Dinner party. A dinner party, if you will. the best character in that movie, by the way. I can't remember his name. John Carroll Lynch. He was in the Zodiac movie. That's John Carroll Lynch. Yep. He's in everything. He's yes. in American Horror Story. The fact that He's we in both Zodiac. With the same person. Uh, he was in Channel Zero, No End House. He was the dad. Oh, I know him. He's in everything. A lot oh, of horror he is stuff. So creepy. good actor. Very yeah. good actor. Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I, we've talked about this before. All on board with any of the reboots of the Universal mo- uh, monster movies. Um, in addition to that, they've also announced that James Wan is going to be, to be directing another Universal monster movie that is going to be Frankenstein. It's going to be a modern interpretation of Frankenstein with, quote, shades of Disturbia, shout out to Shia LaBeouf, and the Goonies. <laughs> oh, okay, so they're going to go a little campy on it? Apparently it's going to be the type of thing where, like, the na- one of the, it's a bunch of kids and their neighbor is uh, creating a monster in the basement uh, out of dead oh, body parts, cool. and they're spying on him, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Uh, that sounds interesting. Again, all on board. As James long as Robert De Niro's great not Frankenstein, director. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Robert De Niro, yeah, no, the worst Frankenstein uh, of all the time. The best was in uh, the Irishman. 
Did you ever watch that movie yet? No, I haven't. Mike, have you it's seen it? I saw The Irishman. I liked it. They make him look younger. It in two pieces. Make him look younger, but when they kill someone, like when Robert De Niro shoots someone, he looks like he's 90 years old. Because he's just like, he, you can't see it now, but he's like... <laughs> It's yeah, like, it's but like, like I didn't hate it back. when they made him younger, but a lot of no, people it's hated fine. it. No, no, I didn't hate that, but you could still tell that they were old as fuck. Well, yeah, the most distracting just part have a to younger me, actor play their part. Yeah, like I could have very easily seen like some like someone else. Okay, who could look like Robert De Niro as a young person? You could make DiCaprio look like De Niro if you wanted to. You oh my make, god, like, I would have loved that. You could make uh, <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> look like awesome. uh, look like De Niro. He already played jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt already played uh, a younger version of Bruce Willis in uh, Looper. Looper. That movie's fucking awesome. Awesome movie, way. underrated. Great sci-fi underrated. Movie. Um the, 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 the with the shotgun is tight. Scene. The worst the worst part for me of that movie or like the most I love the movie, but the most annoying part for me is when you know, clearly Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro are the same age, and they're both doing the anti-aging thing, whatever. It's, yeah. And Joe Pesci's calling him kid. Yeah. He's talking to him like, oh, hey, kid. Like, okay, like, Robert De Niro's supposed to be 30, like, like 30, 35 years old yeah. in that scene. Like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, the other thing, too, I don't Cast think you can do, I don't know if he's ever had a stroke, but you can't undo stroke face. Mm. So even if you make them look younger, just like a young person that had a stroke. It's kind of weird. Best part of that movie was Joe Pesci by far. He was phenomenal. That movie was great. Did you see it? No. I, no? I, I won't it's watch the Irishman. It's very long. I just can't. It's, I can't. Very, I've, um, I've done it with him in like five movies. They're all the same goddamn movie. I it's would, like watching Lincoln, basically. It, it almost is kind of <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, that movie's obnoxious, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good movie. It's I kind of so look boring. at it like so. Scorsese has had this progression of mobster movies, right? Goose. Squeaking chair, yet again. Oh! Makes an appearance. Shout out to the squeaky chair. Uh, I mean, he obviously he did Goodfellas, he did Casino, he's done Gangs of New York, he's done The Departed. He's had a ton of gangster movies, uh, Mean Streets, and I feel like this is kind of like the cap on it all. This is a movie that's about regret, it's about growing old, it's about kind of yeah. you know living a life that you wish you could take back. Awesome. So I feel like this is probably his last mobster movie, and yeah. it's definitely worth watching if you're a fan of his movies. Anyway, yeah, but it might take a couple days. It's, it yeah, it's definitely... Days. You need to take a few naps throughout. Yeah, it's, it's the type of movie that your uncle long. will watch in 20-minute increments and fall asleep every night. He'll watch it for like two weeks. Take on the persona shorter. of who uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci are now. This yeah. is how they are now. What, like, senile yeah. and taking naps? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. They old as fuck, and they eat some Chick-fil-A and then take a nap. Uh, I just wish... He would do a Home Alone reboot. I mean, that would have been awesome. Reason. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, Pesci's pretty picky about what he does now. I'm actually surprised that he, he records was records jazz albums now. Yeah, like, he's a singer. He does, yeah. yeah, They should just redo them, but instead of having Macaulay Culkin play the child, they should have Joe Pesci with the age thing as a child. Tell me how creepy that would be. <laughs> Speaking of Macaulay Culkin, perfect segue. Next item, Ryan Murphy, the director of American Horror Story, All of the Seasons, Dropped on Instagram the season ten poster for American Horror Story ten. And? Are you guys American Horror Story fans? You watch it ever? I've yes. only watched season I know two. You I think no, no season one, the Murder House. Is mm-hmm. that the one? Yeah, oh, that was yeah. that's a great I season. That great season episode. Very good. And then I lost. It was on television. I think I, I, think on I watched Heaven the reboot. Awesome. Where well, like they reboot, like not a reboot, but they. Uh, I think it was season six or five. They kind of changed up the storyline and some. Well, they ch- they ch- well, it, it, it's a different story every season. Well, no, but yeah. it's the same actors. So they. This guy in the first season, Dylan something. Dylan uh, McDer- uh, McDermott. Dylan McDermott. Oh, Dylan. Yeah, he was yeah. awesome in that, and he's he's one awesome. of the gayest he's, people I've ever seen. He's beautiful. Mm, he's, he's a handsome very guy. Handsome. <laughs> is that okay to say? Yes. No. That, that's <laughs> okay. Oh, Pretty Horror Story is the perfect example of a show that kind of caught lightning in a bottle for the first few seasons and has dramatically dropped off in the end. Uh, I was a big fan of like. 
first four, and now they're on season ten, and the last like three, four, five have not been that great. The circus one lost. The me. circus one was terrible. Hotel was okay. I like Roanoke Hotel. sucked. Yeah. Uh, the last one, which was nineteen American Horror Story, nineteen eighty four. That one it. was actually okay. Yeah, I actually um, liked it. But more than I thought I would. So this one, the poster is uh, said to be aquatic horror because the poster is uh, just shows hands coming out of the water crawling up onto oh, the shore. Is it your favorite? Could be interesting. The could mermaid? Be interesting. The creature from the black Rumors woman. are, could be about a haunted ship or mermaids. Oh my goodness. Sirens, if you will. Sirens. How about that? And the reason I said, funny you mentioned Macaulay Culkin, he is the biggest addition to this cast. It's going to be the normal no. actors and actresses, and Macaulay motherfucking Fucking Culkin, Culkin is going to be in. in this he, season. Is he going to play the sea creature without any makeup? He probably could. <laughs> Hello, he I've done heroin could. for 15 years. He probably could. My God, that guy now. You look at him, it's just unbelievable. It actually, wow. like, his siblings are actors, too. And they look, they look normal. <laughs> yeah, what, Kieran? That guy, uh, Kieran, his brother, I think is the one. He's in that show Succession on HBO. Yeah, he was also you guys watch Science, that? which was amazing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. He was the... He was, he was in the Scott S- Pilgrim uh, versus that's the right. World. Yep. That's right. He's been in a lot of movies. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, in or out... He also out. played the Pepsi-drinking kid in Home Alone. That's yeah. correct. That's his brother. Yeah, yeah that's his Fuller! Brother. Yeah, he's Fuller. Fuller, what's yeah, the bad? Yeah, yeah. that's Fuller. That's his brother. Kevin... I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. Buzz. Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. In or out on Horror Story 10 with Macaulay Culkin. I'll watch it. Yep. Yep. Andrew? I will... Is it available streaming? No, it's not coming out yet. It's coming out. No, I know, but is, are the old ones available? On anything? Yeah, they're on oh, Netflix. Yeah, they're on okay, because I need a new show. I almost finished. Breaking but you don't Bad, need so to I watch the other some. seasons to watch the next. Yeah, you, you season. Why, the other seasons really that bad that I don't want well, to watch them. No, I mean it's, it's the same thing. You can dip your toe into the first no, but few I'd episodes like to give it a chance. Maybe I was being too. You should watch cable shows. It's a good show. I watched the first few seasons. You'll like it. I like the first season. Another connected universe. Uh, all of the seasons are connected by certain characters, so it, it all exists. Yeah. Like same. Black Mirror. Yeah, kinda pretty cool. much. And yep. kind of like The Outsider Castle with mm-hmm. it. Castle yeah. Rock. Yep. Castle Rock. Rock. We'll do an Outsider episode coming up whenever you can we record. We should definitely yeah. do that. Can I just I know say spoiler real quick? Yeah, all right. So before we move number on to the one, next topic, go ahead. Yeah. number one. Number one? Best Stephen King adaptation. adaptation. That's a bold. Bold. Very bold. bold. It surpassed The Shining. Hot. Flaming hot take. The Outsider. Better than The Shining. Better than it? Better Robin than The Shining? King. Better than Shawshank? Uh, better than Stand By almost, Me? Uh, it almost doesn't... It's almost not as good as no, I hear this. Storm of the Century is number two. As a show. As a show. What about The show. Stand? Shining is number two. The Stand... What about Dr. Doctor Sleep? Oh, that's up there too. What about Fuck all me. these? But that can't be. That's too recency biased. Dr. Sleep's going to be four just to counteract but, me having the newest but, one at number one. But... To be fair, what about Dreamcatcher? What about Thinner? Dreamcatcher? Dreamcatcher's a solid I'm joking. Dreamcatcher is actually Thinner. solid. Thinner. I, don't, like, I don't like Morgan Freeman, and I can't look at him. He's creepy as fuck in Dreamcatcher. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, that's a... Uh, his eyebrows would just make me un- unnerved. <laughs> that movie should have been way better with the cast. Tom Sizemore, Morgan Freeman, like uh, Damian, Lu- Damian Lewis, Timothy Oliphant, Thomas Jane, uh, Jason Lee. Yeah. Good cast. It was just okay, felt, it, felt, it felt choppy. They're like yeah. it felt Did jumpy they follow and the book too much? Um, yeah. That's of. what I'm Don, curious about. Time out because Donnie Wahlberg fire. Yeah, Dunnitz. He plays no, Dunnitz. I don't want to say. I don't want to besmirch Stephen King. 
Why? But a lot of times, why? why? Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King was going back and forth on Twitter He's... with my boy Kirk Minahan today. Oh, boy. Well, they both really? suck. I mean, I like Stephen King. More. Let's not get into oh, that. Oh, look at me. I write books while I'm at Fenway Park. Kirk Minahan smells. Yeah, no, yeah. Let's not talk about that. Don't you dare. I'm just saying, I feel like a lot of times, they're like, Kirk, you know, this story. Story. We, love you, Kirk. we haven't even got into what we're talking we're about. We're not even at 20 minutes All yet. All right, let's... We're at 2040. Let's keep going. Andrew's making a point. What about the puppet? And now I forget my point, but it was that, um, yes... Stephen King, we're talking life, about Stephen King... Uh, 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 finds a, a way. way. Life of... Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm going to end it like that, because... Great. Next and final and topic in woo. the news. Penny Dreadful. You guys ever watch Ooh, the show? I love Penny Dreadful. As did I, Solid as did you. Great show, underrated show that was on Showtime. Uh, also involves the quote-unquote uh, Universal Monsters. Yeah. Uh, so was canceled early by Showtime. I think it did four episodes. Oh, no, I, I think it picked up. Uh, Eva Green was the main character. Josh Hartnett was in it. Yes. Ooh, cat's like, <laughs> Josh Hartnett. She loves really? unibrows. She probably loves Anthony Davis, too. You like guys who have like that Cro-Magnum frontward mm-hmm. like, Anthony forehead. Davis, the brow. You know who else was in it was... Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton is a uh, prickle pants, Mr. Prickle Pants. <laughs> Mr. Prickle Pants. And uh, a bunch of other actors, basically all kinds of monsters. Why? Cool stuff takes place in Victorian London. They are rebooting that show. Uh, and what they're calling a quote unquote spiritual descendant of the original series, and it's called Penny Dreadful City of Angels. This takes place in 1930s Los Angeles. And Natalie Dormer, who you may know as Marjorie Tyrell. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Look at this hawk motherfucker with his eyebrows. <laughs> what? That's Anthony Davis. You just asked him. Look at those eyebrows. He's Josh You Hartnett. think I'm into these kind of guys? No, you were saying Josh Hartnett. Are you Hartnett, serious? And I said, no, the eyebrows. That is the worst picture ever. Look at that, that is the worst eye- representation. Look, look at his no. eyebrows. No, that's no, how no, it no. always is. So you're, that you're, is, you're that arguing that ridiculous. Josh Hartnett has an Anthony Davis style unibrow. No, if absolutely he, he, uh, not. Didn't tame it. Okay. No, 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 no. Well, hey, men, okay. men have to shave. Men have to cut that hair off. That's ridiculous. No. That's amazing. No, anyway, no, no. He looks like the eagle from The Muppets. <laughs> Sam Eagle. Davis? Anthony no. Davis does, I think. Oh, my. Oh. Kermit the Gull. Will you come down, sir? <laughs> you know who doesn't have a, na- uh, a unibrow is uh, Marjorie Tyrell. So she's no. in this Penny Dreadful uh, reboot. Yeah. And she's starring as a shape-shifting demon and oh. agent of chaos. So very, I ask you, very interesting. In or out on Penny Dreadful City of Angels? Are Debuts gonna, in about three weeks. Are they going to do like some like Mexican folklore stuff? I, I feel like that's what yeah. they're going to do the in post, Los Angeles. The, the poster what else just did the outsider. Tyrell, what, what else goes on in the, the, in the show? So it, the, the details are kind Hello, of scarce, Coco. but apparently it, it is a supernatural story based in nineteen, like I said, nineteen thirties Los Angeles. Like Seth mentioned, he called it good call. Uh, it involves. Mexican-American conflicts in Los Angeles at that time. And the poster actually is a woman painted up like oh, Day of the like, Dead like skeleton. A, like, a, like a sugar skeleton. Um, from what I know, on. it starts off with a grisly murder they find in like those, what do you call those, like canals in Los Angeles. L.A. Noir? Uh, like, it reminds me of that. Almost essentially aqueducts. Aqueducts, yeah. They find a body in the aqueducts, and basically that sets off the whole story. Uh, the only other person, the only other person, comes back to Rome. The only other person that I know that is in this show Jesus. besides Natalie Dormer is Nathan Lane. I'll watch it just for He plays a detective. He plays a gay detective. Oh, wait, 
Wait, what? Uh, what's it hello, uh, it's called Penny Dreadful, City of oh, Angels. Oh, yes, I knew that. Yes. Oh, sorry. Up in the sky. What did you think about that game? Fourth and twelve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bewildered, <laughs> befuddled. That's his best role ever. Anyone say different? Go fuck. Oh, Birdcage? Birdcage. Birdcage. So, great movie. It's the best movie. All right, guys. That's all I got for the news. Anyone have anything else they want to talk about real quick before we uh, move on to our topic du jour? Ooh, that sounds good. I'll have that. Wow, oh, did anyone that see... is so cool. I guess I could talk oh! about it. But it's like, did anyone watch The, Rich, uh, the Witcher? I mean, oh, that's... I, oh, I started no, I haven't episode. watched it yet. Not she, good. She started Really? Not good. I, so I was I, hoping. How was Henry Cavill like, as The Witcher? Uh, it's... Uh, Handsome he, man, he's not a, a very good actor. I bet he was bad sexy. actor. He's very like his timing's very poor, and I feel like the budget for this was like all spent on not the, the director yes. or the people writing it. Well, let's be honest. Yeah. What good role did he play? The same role that a guy in a wheelchair played. They acted the same. Like, what's the difference? You don't have he, to be. He might, so are you are you being an ableist right now? Is that what you're doing? So he he might be the actor that most looks like Superman. He's a stud. He is a stud, and he but, he's but not he a good just actor. was not a good Superman. And I, I don't know if it was just the way Zack Snyder wrote the character, too brooding, and like he almost kind of wrote him like Batman. But yeah, they tried to put should have been better. Should have been better. He was more like Bizarro. Yeah, Superman. Yeah, it kind of was. Um, well, I mean, I do think in the Superman story, anyways, there's a, that natural conflict of to use your power, not to deny your stuff. Yeah. There's I a lot. There's, I, it's, I, an, it's an it's interesting it's, topic to explore with yeah, Superman. Exactly. Right? Because you could always just be the good guy that kind of just... You well, know. I think there's... I even think of the comic books and everything like that. There was always a natural thing for Superman. He never got what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Even though he had all this power and ability, he never really got what he wanted a lot of the time. Yes. And so I think that's an interesting way to do it. I just don't think it was done well. Yeah. Maybe in the hands of a better director or better writing, it could have been better. Because I was I was very excited for Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. And I, was... I think you got to blame Ben Affleck more for that. Uh see, no, I disagree there because I actually think ba- Affleck as Batman was the best part of that whole movie. I know Batman the movie, stuff I just, was better. Kid, we got a freaking thing going on over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. save some lives. Yeah, dude. hey, no offense, dude, <laughs> but if I walk out here in ten years and I'm still picking you up for fucking work, I'm gonna knock your fucking I'm gonna knock your brains out, dude. Yeah. Get the fuck out That's of here. That's Goodwill Get out of here. That's... You're not even from Boston. Oh, yeah. I'm not from Boston, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loser. Apparently, you are. Mm. Yeah, cats from yeah. fucking from Boston. From Tiger Wicked. Yeah. Well, it's actually a perfect transition because we have uh, a topic about people in that live in an area that probably have a lot of very bad Boston accents, and that's oh, coming up next. And we're back. What's up, everybody? Here we are again. Here we are again, and we are on to tonight's topic, which, of course, is the Bridgewater Triangle. Not the Bermuda Triangle. Nope, not the Bermuda Triangle. Not the Devil's Triangle in Japan. Nope. But one that is local to us here in Massachusetts. That would be the Bridgewater Triangle. Bum, bum, bum. So I guess before we dive dick first into this... Madness gun. that occurs in the Bridgewater Triangle, or Otis does. I don't know. Yeah, uh, boobs first. I, I don't. Boob first. I, I, Clit just, first. Yeah. No, just keep going, Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Believer or non-believer in the paranormal, Andrew? I've asked you this before in a podcast, so Seth, I'll start with you. I would say I'm a skeptic at heart, but a lot of the evidence points to something going on there. So. Okay. It was an interesting watch. It really was. Yeah. I I could be into it. Makes you tink. Mm-hmm. Andrew? Oh, I'm clearly a believer. I've stated that before. Yeah. 
I don't necessarily think that there's Thunderbirds in the Bridgewater Triangle, <laughs> but orbs of light and other such things. I don't know. If I, I don't know if I think Pukwudgies are running around. A goose. Bunch of little Lokis. Mm-hmm. Catherine, believer or non-believer? Um, I think. That, uh... How did I know you were going to start off? With... Uh, I don't know. But... Honestly, when um... we, whenever we make when, when, when we make merch, which we will, there needs to be an um, uh... I don't know T-shirt for sure. But I mean, it's tough not to believe some things. I mean, you never really know what's going on, like. Some people say they see things. Some people say they don't. I mean, <laughs> you never know what's going on. You never on know, either. but it's it's like, I, I, I guess I don't there. rule it out. I don't know if I really believe in it, but I don't really, like, not that believe was the, in it either. You literally <laughs> didn't say anything. That is the Sweden answer to everything. Right so now. neutral. <laughs> oh, we don't care. Well, we don't if care. it's there, I'd be like, okay. Like, I mean, what but the same sense of like, you cheesy so surrender monkey. So, here's the question. Have you ever experienced anything paranormal in your um, life, not on a movie screen, TV screen, whatever you want No, never. Okay, so then, yeah, you have a right to be a skeptic. Yeah. I have or an either. Or have a neutral answer. I have an yeah, ear. You claim to know nothing, which is good. I know nothing, Jon Snow. I'm a believer. I think that... <laughs> we already knew that, but... I just, I just think that there's so much out there that we still don't understand... Be it in space, on Earth, under the water, I just think that for us to think that we know everything is just ignorant and naive. But so, like real things under the water are totally different. I than believe like in mermaids. Hmm. I mean, who knows what's in the ocean? No one knows what's in the ocean. So you believe in mermaids? Do you believe Except in for mermen? <laughs> Do you no, believe in not like, the mermen? I don't know. <laughs> a lot of the ocean. They know what some of the stuff is. We have, but not to the majority of it. You, you know how much? Neither have you know how much space the ocean takes up in the planet? Like, Did you know so that much the, not they explored? finally discovered that the Earth used to have no continents? Yeah. It was all water. So they said that Waterworld is actually a... Uh, Waterways? Documentary. Yeah, Waterways. <laughs> yeah, oh, Kevin Costner played really like a the postman. <laughs> historical role in that movie. Correct. Correct. Shout well, KC. there is also water. Tin cup. In the Bridgewater Triangle. And for those uh, listeners that may not be familiar with what this is, in all honesty, uh, so the Bridgewater Triangle, very similar to the Bermuda Triangle or the Devil's Triangle, which, again, is in Japan. I wouldn't say it's similar to the Bermuda Triangle. Not, not necessarily. All right, so the Bermuda Triangle, you, process, you, you, you equate with, like, disappearing ships, disappearing uh, uh, planes and alien stuff, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Bridgewater Triangle, not quite on that level, but um, basically, the Bridgewater Triangle is a quote-unquote vortex of unexplained phenomena, UFO sightings, animal mutilations, ghosts, orbs, Bigfoot sightings, Sam poltergeists, and other cryptozoological oddities. And it all takes place in an area... That is, basically the points of this triangle are Abington, Massachusetts, Rehoboth, Mass, and Freetown, Mass. And this area is said to be kind of this magnet for this type of activity. Um, And this phrase was coined by this guy. It all starts with this guy named Lauren Coleman. Not familiar who Lauren Coleman is. If you've ever watched any of the paranormal shows on the Travel Channel or the History Channel, which Seth, I know we talked about this earlier. Is that Coldman or Coleman? Coleman. Coleman. <laughs> you've seen Lauren Coleman on there. He's got white hair, he's got a very long white beard, and he is as about as 
uh, is about as nuts as squirrel shit, and he is just all in on the cryptids, on the aliens, on the weird shits, all that stuff. So basically, Lauren Coleman, this guy, he moved to Massachusetts back in 1983, and he wrote this book. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. <laughs> no, you know, I don't know if anyone picked up on my joke earlier. Go it was Coleman. subtle because we had brought it up earlier. You said Coleman, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, is it Coleman or Coleman? What is that from? We were talking about it earlier. It was a nice... <laughs> Wait, from, I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. Always Sunny? No, the birdcage. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, our yeah. last name is Coleman. Is that mm. Coleman with D? Because they're trying to figure out if they're Jewish or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, this guy. This guy looks like he owns Jurassic Park, basically. Yeah, yeah. or he, you, yeah, John Hammond. He kind of looks like John them. Hammond. Condors. Yeah. He'd love to own. He'd love condors. Let's talk about condors. Con- I, I really, really, really hate that no, man. No, no, John. This, this isn't a man killing. You know who's actually bird. sexy in that movie? Laura Dern. Surprisingly, which is weird. She's actually kind of sexy in an androgynous kind of way in that movie. Androgynous. She's, she's not really androgynous. So she's got a pretty face, but on. she's like in between a Sigourney Weaver and a. Mm, Honestly, that's not I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else <laughs> other than Jurassic made Park. It worse than no, until, <laughs> I, until I saw Big Little Lies. She's in that. That's like the first thing I've seen her since Jurassic Park. Laura Dern. Oh yeah, she's yeah. the uh, the real the bitch yes. that's married to the guy oh, that gets God, convicted of I tax forget. fraud or whatever. Uh, maybe that's what I'm saying. Mm. She yes. just looks like a bitch. She is a wicked. In the Star Wars movie, she's a huge bitch. Oh, that's right. She's in Last. Should I? I forgot yeah. about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, right before Princess Leia shoots through a window into outer space. And correct. Uses the force. To He's correct. In. Correct. So Lauren. I remember things. This man who's named Lauren, <laughs> last name Coleman, not Coldman. <laughs> in 1983, he wrote a book. Uh, he called it Mysterious America, and in it. He described a 200-mile region in southeastern Massachusetts with a long history of strange, paranormal, and sometimes sinister activity. And he dubbed it the Bridgewater Triangle. Ooh, okay. So we have... Dun, dun, dun. Do you remember the name of the television show that this first aired on? On cable. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries? No. What was it? That's why I want to know. It's like Mysteries of America or... Maybe it's Mysteries of America. Maybe, it's Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Could be Mysteries of America. History's Mysteries. History's Mysteries with book? Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> it's, called, uh, it's called Mysterious America. Mysterious America. Yeah. Oh, you... Well, so close. It's, pretty it's close. Serious. No, the book The book is called Mysterious Did America. Did he write Weird Massachusetts, show. too? Or who wrote that one? Uh, it's either him or Jeff Belanger, uh-huh. who's the guy in the documentary, too. Uh-huh. He's in there, too. Is he related to um, Cody Belanger? So, uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know who that it's is. Belanger, but... Oh, oh, oh. Okay. The baseball player? Yeah, yeah that yeah, joke worked uh, perfectly. Yeah. Mike watch, had no idea what I was talking Watch weed and delve your brain into fucking madness. So we have Lauren Coleman to thank for the Bridgewater Triangle and personal connection to this guy. So I uh, I am a Mike frequent blew him. <laughs> yeah. Once once <laughs> once gave it a once gave it a Yurk and a Yingle. Uh yeah. He didn't call me back. It's okay. A throaty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Throat pies? I'm a frequent flyer Gross. of Portland, Maine. Which, if you haven't been, it's a phenomenal city. Lots of bars, lots of restaurants, Seems lots of shops. It's a lot of fun. Actually, the three of us went there sure. uh, mm-hmm. for a recent bachelor party. Kat and I have been numerous times. Oh, breaking news, by the way. Yeah. You know, there's a speakeasy. Mm-hmm. You know what they're putting in next to Ocean State? The Jump one Light? a previous podcast host might have fallen down in that time? 
Oh, yeah. No, no, but they're putting a speakeasy in right next to the Ocean State job light no. at Papa Gino's in West Plymouth. That's what they're building in there. Wait, where you know, did they finish? Yeah, yeah, right over there, the tree. Oh, shit. <laughs> a Get cigar, the out of a here. cigar bar and a speakeasy. Wait, wow. wait, wait. Where Planet Fitness awesome. was? Where Planet Fitness was. Like, yeah. Between yeah. Ocean State and the Liquor Store. Yep, correct. I heard that they were going to be putting in a cidery. Which I was very excited about. A cidery? Wow. But that's not what they're putting in. Sounds extremely gay. (laughs) He's called it a cidery. All right, so personal connection to Lauren Coleman. Uh, The Crypto Zoo International, I should say. Not not just the national, the International International. Crypto Zoology Museum, which you can find in Portland, Maine. Apparently, we Which have two we locations. Did find we did find, and this was a degree to Yep, this was a this was a this was a Mike thing, and uh, we were up in Portland a few years back, and <sighs> there's a there's a lot of drinking up there, a lot of breweries, a lot of bars, a lot of fun, a lot of food, and a lot of food, and we were looking awesome for something food. to do in addition to just drinking. We were there with a couple other people, and we said we walked past. I was like, you know what? Uh, I obviously have an interest in the paranormal. I'm like, let's go check out this fucking cryptozoology museum. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And uh, I was with Kat and two other people, yeah. and honestly, you three could not stop laughing no. the entire it was fucking time outrageous. we were there. <laughs> Can you describe your experience in the Cryptozoology Museum? Sure. Um, I walked around. I looked at weird models of Sasquatches. Yep. Um, I looked at weird relicy things. Relicy. Um. Then they had little chairs that you could sit in to kind of meditate after to like take everything in. Mm-hmm. And I sat in those chairs and I, Who the I, fuck I, were you? I laughed a lot. <laughs> Keep in mind, this was pre-edible, and, pre-edible, no, pre-vape. This was, this was um, no, this was I. <laughs> Who? I, the, the whole thing was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, uh, what? It was, uh, the whole even, even was for a believer and an interested person that's interested in the, the uh, paranormal, it was so it, it was a, It was a tough sell for me. You know where we need to go for a road trip? So where? stupid. Uh, you ever been to Niagara Falls? Mm-mm. No. Me either. There's a serial killer museum up there, though. Um, I'd go to that. I'd yeah. do that in a heartbeat. 100%. We can go. That'd be fun. Now, that place is bizarre. You've been there? Uh, yeah, the cryptozoologist place. Oh no! Oh, okay. Yeah, I was talking about the thing that we were actually talking you about. Went the, you <laughs> went to the. You went to the same real things. It's not no, people. I know it is very very It's a store. It's a storefront. You walk in, you're like, "The hell is this place?" <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. We, we paid to go in. I know. I paid money, and I was like, <laughs> "It's like five dollars." How much did you pay? Five bucks or ten bucks, something like that. Five. I feel like Lauren Coleman should give me free admission for life. Are you sure it's not Coleman? Because it sounds no, it's Coleman. I'm gonna pay. Pam, Pam, Pam. So anyway, uh, apparently he's had enough success that he opened a second cryptozoology museum that's directly next to Bissell in Portland. Bissell Brothers Brewery, which is they make the best beer in the United States. Love it, and uh, it's directly next to that brewery, so you can get your cryptids in, you can get some good beer in, and you can uh, hang out. Spirits place next to it too. That's correct. Vodka, all. mm. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, so for this, obviously, we so the the main thing that we used for information on this was the 2013 Bristol County Media documentary called uh, Bridgewater Triangle, which is streaming now on Amazon Prime. Uh, so, a lot of the information that we are going to talk about here was taken directly from that. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, it's a great watch. It's an hour and a half. Flies by. 
One other thing before we dive into this. Did you know that FX is making a TV series, not a documentary, a dramatic TV series about the Bridgewater Triangle? No, I had no idea. That's kind of cool. Coming out either this year or next year. Uh, basically, it, this is this is the, the plot summary here, okay? So it's an apocalyptic horror thriller set in the Bridgewater Triangle. Uh, and when a massive paranormal event strikes the 17 communities within this triangle simultaneously, it turns these idyllic towns upside down and affects thousands of lives. Three strange siblings... Uh, somehow survive and come together in the chaos as uh, the only people who can stop it. Ooh. I will watch the fuck that out of that. That sounds really good. Sounds any, has any cast been leaked yet? Or? No, nothing. It's, I guess it's in like pre-production, hasn't started shooting yet. Okay. No info on any of that. But uh, I thought that was a cool little thing. And I feel like John Hurt should be in that. Sure. Seems like the village. We I need <laughs> to keep this together. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's perfect for him. It's like seventeen villages in one. It's M Night Shyamalan's directing it. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so roll on. Yeah. For anyway. the Bridgewater Triangle, a uh, couple of areas to note that we'll all cover in detail. First big one, obviously, is the Hockamock Swamp. Hockamock. Hockamock. I thought it was Hockamock for some reason. Hockamock. Uh, another one is Dighton Rock, and then there's also the Freetown State Forest. We'll yeah, talk about spooky. each of those. So if you guys haven't in detail, up yet, we're already 45 minutes in, and we haven't even touched upon the uh, Bermuda Triangle. That's great. I'm we're glad you pointed that out. About the Bermuda Triangle. What? We're not talking about the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go home? <laughs> Do I, want to I go am home. home. Do you need to ride home? <laughs> Maybe to your house. Maybe. <laughs> Otis, will you put your saddle on? <laughs> So I guess we should start. We should start with the Bridgewater Triangle about kind of the yep, rumors yep. about where all this activity started, which was during King Philip's War. Yes. Uh, so King Philip's War started in 1675 and it ran through 1678 and ended with the Treaty of Casco Bay, which is Portland, Maine. Again, great place. Go visit. Uh, the reason the war happened, it was an uprising of the Wampanoag tribe, and it was led by Metacomet, who uh, the English colonists called King, King Philip, because Metacomet, maybe not the you know best um, name for them to say back it's, you then. Know it's Wampanoag. Wampanoag, Wampanoag. Sorry if I've offended any of our Wampanoag okay. or Wampanoag <laughs> listeners. Uh, the reason for the <laughs> uprising was that there were years of oppression by English English settlers against these tribes, and they decided to fight back. That whole area is... Yeah, sounds... Um, sounds I, I, I believe, about. when I looked it up, that there was something like 50% of the population at that time was killed off during the span of this war. Yeah. And a lot of really brutal battles happened in here, which I'm sure Mike will touch mm-hmm. upon with the Hockamock Swamp. I, I have that in here. So, <clears throat> the results of this war, there were 500 English deaths, 3,000 Native American deaths... of the entire New England combined population at that time was killed in the conflict. Uh, At the per capita, it still remains to this day, according to that documentary, the bloodiest conflict in American history, because it took. I'm sure it's because it took place in such a small area. Because I would think the Civil War would be the most, but they they claim this was a very concentrated war. Very concentrated war. They hung King Philip's. Head in Plymouth Square. Yes, for that's correct. Over a year. Also, that after they infected him with that. coronavirus one, they <laughs> might have also done that. It was so. <laughs> Seth just mentioned it. So King Philip, uh, King Philip did not go quietly into that gentle night uh, when he was uh, captured by the British. Uh, so King Philip was drawn, quartered, and beheaded. 
Do you, you feel like you're giving him a disservice by calling him King Philip? I'll call him Metacomet for yeah. all Metacomet was yeah. basically split down the middle, his guts removed, quartered, yep. his body cut in different sections. While he was alive. Areas, while alive. And then and his head out, was cut off. Yeah, they basically pulled out intestines. Basically gutting somebody while leaving, so your your innards. They call that vivisection. Yeah, while alive. Uh, One of the most brutal ways to be dealt with, and because he was such a threat to the colony here, they felt they needed to send a message. And with tying in with that, Hockamock Swamp is one of the most areas where there's a huge Indian burial area Mm -hmm. and. Lots of ties to paranormal. Yeah, there's said to be a curse placed on the entire area because of this, because of the way the Native Americans Makes were sense treated. To me. Yeah, yeah. So drawn and quartered, by the way, that's the way Mel Gibson went at the end of Braveheart. Yeah, yeah. They, they <laughs> Isn't that how you eat your yeah. lobster? Kind of, but they're <laughs> they're cooked <laughs> alive. Drawn, but it's, and it's not, a, not a human being. I think I'd so. rather be boiled alive than drawn and quartered. I think if I was going to eat a person, I would I would use the term. Dr- yeah, oh having your, having your legs cut yeah. off while being would you alive. Like to have his quarter hinds with yeah. drawn butter. <laughs> yeah, so King Philip uh, was drawn, quartered, had his head cut off. His head was put on a spike and placed outside of Fort Plymouth, America's hometown. For twenty years, they left it there. Wow. Yeah. After that, another kick in the dick for King Philip after he was dead. Metacomet. <laughs> Metacomet, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, Metacomet's wife and family were uh, children were then sold into slavery, as were most of the non-Christian Native Americans after the war ended. It's not really surprising. Yeah. Crazy, crazy shit. So you can see potentially why there might be some uh, weird stuff going Hustle. on in this area, some poltergeist activity, some weird stuff on Native American burial ground. So we already talked a little bit about the Hockamock Swamp. They're not going to pile around. Okay. Is that an inside joke? It's, no idea. It's from South Park. Yeah. Oh. On South Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. No, no, you're fine. There's that old guy, and he's like, they're going to nuts, and then I'm going to It's the, the episode, you know, the episode like, where <laughs> South, South Park spoofs uh, Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, sorry, uh, sorry, uh, that was like uh, totally uh, out of left field. Deep, like, cut. <laughs> deep cuts. I feel like their brains are already in the paranormal <laughs> environment. Yeah, so. that was something I would say right now. <laughs> the brains the are, most random their brains are floating orbs. Then you laugh. <laughs> sorry. No one knows what the fuck anyone's talking about. Right. I don't know okay, what's going let's on. keep so, going. So, the Swamp, everybody. Yeah, Hockabock Swamp, Swamp is considered yeah, yeah. to be the beating heart of the Bridgewater Triangle. Beating hearts, baby. This is where the majority of the activity in the Bridgewater Triangle has taken place over the years. Uh, Hockamock in Algonquin, which is the language that Metacomet and the Native Americans, the Wampanoags, spoke. Good job. Hockamock means... Place where spirits still dwell. Well, interesting name name for the swamp. So, and actually in the documentary they bring this up, and it's a good point. Uh, One of the guys on there wonders if there was a curse in the land by King Philip, or if this land was actually like this before the English settlers got here. There's some conflicting information on that, too, that that had always been an Indian uh, Indian burial ground. I want to go there. Well, for Indians, too, they're very, uh, or I should say Native Americans. My bad. Don't mean to offend anybody native americans are very much uh when they pick an area it's a sacred area and and that's what they feel that the settlers encroached on their sacred area basically cursing themselves by doing that yeah yeah definitely uh where was i who i think died who Who? oh my god james Uh, that swamp of hogmock who 
Artax. Are you really making a never-ending story? <laughs> I had to look up the name of the horse because I can't say Atreyu. It's Artex. Well, Atreyu is the guy. Atreyu is yeah, 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 he's the child wearing loincloths. Actually, one of the saddest things ever is if you read the book, the conversation that Artex has with him is like yeah. the most depressing thing ever. But anyways. oh, okay, never read that one. Yeah, you're making me sad. <laughs> so uh, Hawkamock Swamp. Yeah. Uh, stretches through Bridgewater, rest, uh, rest Bridgewater. Oh, rest of Bridgewater? Uh, <laughs> rest Bridgewater. You say that. You say that a couple times uh, fast. Bridgewater, right West Bridgewater. Yes. Pockamock Swamp stretches through Bridgewater, West Bridgewater, Easton, Raynham, Taunton, and Norton. Uh, there have been various cryptids seen oh, here. Cryptids. Thunderbirds. Yeah. <laughs> Thunderbirds are one. Thunderbirds are one. But the most... Thunderbirds, uh, the Bigfoot, the Sasquatch, Ooh. the Yeti, the Skunk Ape, all of the names for uh, the Bigfoots. The big cat, uh, the, the, the cat that they've seen there, and the Giant snake. cats. Yeah, uh, the they snake. said the snakes in the documentary were the as thick as stovepipes. That was the direct quote. Yeah. That's what people say about my dick sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> By people, do you mean yourself? Be, 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 your Called a stovepipe. Has anyone ever called your dick a stovepipe? No. Andy's a stovepipe dick buyers over here. Let me see that stovepipe you got in your Mm. pants. In addition to dick snakes, thunderbirds, big feet, and (laughs) gatos, uh, red-eyed dogs. Which, those might have just been wolves, let's be honest here. Or dogs that are hanging out with cats smoking weed. Could be, could be. (laughs) We we do have a a red-eyed dog that's licking that bone over there. Is that what we call it? Yeah. But I mean the the big big swinging dick the king cryptid of all time is Bigfoot, right? Yeah. And Sounds that's been fresh. the most predominant uh, cryptid that's been seen in this area. There have been dozens and dozens of big uh, Bigfoot, big feet, big feet, big feet, sighting, proud foot, footies. Uh, pretty sure <laughs> the only so there's one of two answers to this question then. Mm-hmm. If there was a fucking Bigfoot. In Bridgewater, mm-hmm. someone would have found it by now. Um, it's an interdimensional being, Andrew. Interdimensional being. That's what I'm stating. So it's one of the two. It's either a big fucking monkey or it's a fifth dimensional <clears throat> being. Both options sound insane. So I just I'm wonder lean towards how fifth dimensional let's how can, go, how can all of these people see know. something similar? They could all just be liars. Well, even Native Americans say fame seekers. Here, say to also talk about their interactions with it that they traded like, with them. Seriously, that they were considered we another tribe. That makes sense. So, but here's the thing: wouldn't you have found a skeleton? Either they found him and they don't want us to know. Oh my god! But you're the or, first person to think of this. Yes, of course. Everyone wonders that. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> because aliens. Because aliens. Could be. Uh, that's another know. touching point of the Bridgewater Trail. Aliens. Puck wedges are my favorite. We'll get there. We'll get to the Puck Can we talk about the Puck We can. We can. Biggest Bigfoot incident happened uh, back in 1970. There was actually a Bigfoot hunt that was conducted by the Bridgewater Police Department because uh, there was apparently, it was called either a big bear or a large hairy man. So a gig, Craig, <laughs> that was running amok in Bridgewater, uh, and basically the police tried to hunt this down. They didn't find anything, obviously, but uh, there was a report by a Bridgewater police officer that a Bigfoot uh, actually came up behind his police car while he was sitting in it and lifted the entire thing up, which I wow. find a little bit hard to believe. I already have one. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so lots of big feet. 
Uh, but in this documentary specifically, I just got a fucking kick out of that Indiana Jones, uh, oh Brian God. Fellows fucking wannabe, <laughs> the guy that founded like the Bridgewater Paranormal uh, Society, whatever the fuck it's called, whatever the acronym is. He's just out there with like his khaki, like you know, suit oh, on yeah, his hat. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I saw some Bigfoot back in the day. He's not even German, but I don't know why I'm doing yeah. that. But it's pretty much. He's, what like, he he's like. like the guy who hunts. Um, Harry in Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, I saw Harry. I finally found him. I found Harry. I found Harry. He was with the Hendersons, and I said, "Oh, look, it's Harry and the Hendersons." Yeah. So out of the whole the whole documentary, the the Bigfoot stuff is the most boring and drawn out. No, just unbelievable part of it because it's like it's very the sightings are very scarce, and that crazy guy talking about it. Yeah, I was like, all right. The last name's DeAndre or something like that. If you yeah, if you if you watch the documentary, you'll immediately know who I'm talking about. It's just it's just he's such a fucking goofball. It's unbelievable. But next topic. Within the Hockamock Swamp, there have been several sightings of everybody's favorite topic, Puck the Puckwudgies. Puck they are like gin. They're gin. Remember that movie, Gin? You ever seen gin? Are you talking yeah. about like? Are you talking about like uh, Middle Eastern fucking? Are you saying Jim or J I N N? Or no, so you're saying you're talking about the gin, like like genies? Yeah. Where the origination of genies comes from? It's actually a puckwudgie. Well, actually, well, one's a spiritual what? being, the other one's an actual. Contra- both little fucking what? assholes. Talk to me about the puckwudgies. What do you? Puckwudgies. Yeah, you like them. <laughs> My like, like the puck story is about <laughs> the puck wedgies. I think that he asked me, Andrew. No, that's how you started it, though. That's correct. Um, um, I don't know. <laughs> what do you know about the puck I wedgies? know the puck wedgies were initially thought of as troublemakers from the Native Americans, and mm-hmm. then they initially were known as that. As evil. They and evolved then they evil. evolved into like being an evil being, mm-hmm. right? No. Correct. It was a Disney show. What do you mean it was a Disney Called show? Called the Puckwudgies. Well, they're based no. on it's based That's on Native American bears. folklore. What? Yeah, I'm like it's a Puckwudgies <laughs> Disney <laughs> show. <laughs> that would be a good show though, if they were gummy bears. So Puck Puckwudgie Puck Puck Disney show. Puckwudgie Puck literally translates to little Puckwudgies <laughs> bouncing here and there. And there. <laughs> no, that's the gummy like, bears song. That's not even right. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. <laughs> Has your brain melted? Gum wedges. What happened? <laughs> Give me them gum wedges. Honestly, this is a ranch of a lunatic, but I like Lunacy. it. <laughs> it's so puck wedgie literally translates to little wild man of the woods that va- that vanishes. So oh it's, my it's, God. it's basically Danny DeVito. <laughs> Can you say the name of that again? Frank Reynolds. So Puckwudgie literally translates to Little Man of the Woods That Vanishes. They're from Wampanoag or Wampanoag. Wampanoag! <laughs> Folklore. Uh, cat, like you mentioned, according to legend, they can appear and disappear at will. They lure people to their deaths, use magic, launch poison arrows, and create fire. Oh, like and the Native little, Americans, cat, like you mentioned, yes. uh, were once friendly to humans but then turned against them and are best Cuban. left alone. Yeah, here's the thing I don't understand. Like a siren, I get that. They lure sailors to their mm-hmm. death because they're sexy bitches lure. wearing bikinis. Whereas these when fucking puckwudgies the <laughs> are little creepy midgets. Hey, come here there, sweetheart. <laughs> Can we talk about that guy? Uh, Can we talk you. about that documentary guy? The Ewan Chu. Oh, Ewan Chu. Watch the documentary. You'll know what we're talking about. This fucking guy. Oh, my God. That guy God. definitely was doing a fucking dog walk, smoking a bone, 
and uh, lost his mind. But interesting story it is. He describes it a lot differently than called it like a little hairy being. Like he, so, he either drew or had somebody draw a picture for him, which they show in the documentary. It's like this four foot tall, hairy gremlin that's standing in the streetlight, like beckoning at him. Yeah, because he said like. It came into the light, and he basically like was beckoning him. He said, "E wan chu, ki, e wan chu, ki." Oh yeah, you want to, you want Which he said, and then he goes, he goes, "I believe he was speaking English to me, but he just couldn't yeah. really speak oh it." God, he was saying, was "We so, want you yeah. come here. We want you come here." <laughs> yeah, probably some drugs going on in uh, with that thing. But, yeah, sounds fun either way. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> he said he was walking his dog, and he just saw Puck Wudgie, and it said, "E wan chu." Ewan Chuki. They're essentially Ewoks. The Puck is a really cool story, though. I mean, I feel like almost all cultures have like that that mischievous character to it. Like you have the fairies in Ireland and England that were kind of like mischievous and small and being gray. Well, before even that, you had the fairies that were literally like three. I don't remember. Oh, the fairies! Little fairies, and then you have like Nordic culture had uh, Loki. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and like you've always had a mischievous kind of creature but this is like our version of it correct yes yeah, so it embodies everything we are Judas I love you but getting deep with it so I, I tried to get us um, a brewery in Massachusetts I forget the name of it uh, made a Puckwudgie beer it was called a Puckwudgie pale ale oh we were talking about that I was yeah. trying to find it so we could all drink it tonight but um, I was not a, apparently it's out of production and uh, impossible to find so bummer yeah shout out to the Puckwudgie beer that I couldn't find I would love some if uh, one of you listeners has one send it over a to for me trade with you uh, any other Puckwudgie thoughts um, I love the name Puckwudgie mm, it's an Same. interesting word yeah Puckwudgie it's fun Puckwudgie 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 does anyone think there's like an alien tie in there? That they're like gray skinned and three foot tall? Anyone kind of like. Could be. Yeah. A lot of UFOs going on So the would they have a triangle? base then somewhere in there? <clears throat> well, if they can vanish and disappear, that kind of makes them. You don't need it. They well, can make I mean, them an interdimensional being. Well, maybe they're. Right. This is a lot like Star Trek. I feel like they're just from a different galaxy and they just travel. Maybe they quick. hang out in pine trees like there's, and they just sit there and they just orb around. Sam squanches. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, mean, I muttered, mumbled madness. But wow. I, that was mm, quite the alliteration. A lot of, right a lot of alliteration. <laughs> yeah. I, I mumbled, muttered madness, but I meant to say. While we're on the UFOs and the aliens, right, right quick, uh, lots of UFO activity in the Bridgewater Triangle. Mm. Lots of cases. Biggest Orbs. one happened also in the 70s, Orp, uh, back in spring of 79 in Bridgewater, right by Raynham Taunton Greyhound Park, which is no longer there, which is good because they probably were not good to dogs. Otis knows What's that. That's why he's speaking Orbs, up for the first time yeah, tonight. Yeah, he heard about it. Um, but there was a large arrow-shaped object that is said to be the size of about two football fields that a uh, WHGH reporter and a police officer saw on their way to the dog track to He's totally still, not have gay sex. It's and still gamble. the reporter that's still on that channel, right? He's the uh, older, I don't know if he is. Is he the older I, I didn't write down his name. African-American man? No, he's a white guy. Okay. He, they interview him Anderson for the Cooper? 
Not Anderson Cooper. <laughs> nope. He was not on local mm. television. Oh, well, he is gay, though. <laughs> I didn't say gay. I thought that's what we were talking about. No, I was, I was just joking before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, You what? mentioned the word gay somewhere there. No, I said they were. the two guys were on their way to Random Taunton Greyhound Park to totally not have gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay, well, so that's what I was saying. <laughs> totally not have gay sex. <laughs> to totally not have gay sex you and totally gamble that? and watch you dogs. I did, yeah. <laughs> This is pre grinder. Yeah, pre grinder. That's why I said oh, Anderson Cooper. That really they have big, big parking lot there with a lot, not a lot of supervision and probably no cameras at that time. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you uh, fill in the blanks there. Anywho, um, so they saw this gigantic UFO on their way to Random Town Greyhound Park, and hey. Guess what? This fucking UFO was also seen in Randolph, which just so happens, happens to, to be, be <laughs> my hometown. Lombardo's baby. I think it's also home to the only uh, Pizza Hut Express in Massachusetts. Yeah, they do have a Pizza Hut yep. Express. They got a the nice, w- nice, nice uh, movie wing theater. Wing City or City Wings, whatever the hell. Shitty Wing Wing City. Yeah, there's that there now. Uh, we have a good movie theater. Five There's uh, Linwood. Great movie theater. Linwood. We oh, have Linwood. Uh, Popeyes, which we have, we have yet Popeyes to go now. to. Wait, uh, There's also La Scala, wonderful Italian restaurant, Cafe yep. Bella, both owned Cafe by Bella, places, uh, both owned by people that ha- also own places like in the Ray north Liotta end. I feel like Ray would live in Randolph. Yeah, he would. That's probably where he is uh, <laughs> after uh, when he was Henry Hill and the yeah, Goodfellas and Witness Protection, Randolph Mass. He hangs out in that bar that's next to the train tracks. Yeah. He hangs out at Warren's in Brockton. Yeah, so they also saw this UFO. UFO in my hometown, and uh, it was uh, written about in the Brockton Enterprise, and people were probably like, "Yo, I George's seen, Cafe. I Warren's seen something that wasn't from this world, dude. I seen something that wasn't from this fucking world." Then she said, "There was no way. There was no way." Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that was scary. The UFO story was pretty cool. It was a lot of people reported it. Yeah, so. That kind of gave a little credence to this. Out of all the stories, it's the one that like has the most eyewitnesses. Yeah, we all agree. You are <coughs> correct. I think they are the most plausible paranormal well, thing. More Arizona? plausible than the Loch Ness monster yeah, or um, Bigfoot. I had to or... think for a second. I wasn't ready for yeah. this questioning. There's um, definitely shit out there. Yes, yeah, whether, whether whether it's governmental Space? stuff I don't or care. it's I interdimensional, uh, whatever. What is it? I don't know. But it's not that well, we know Well, that's why of. it's a UFO. Yeah, you know, you so know who knows? you believe in that then, obviously. I know someone that knows. Because it's an unknown oh. flying... Bob Lazar! Bob Lazar! Bob Lazar! That guy's a little crazy, but who's to say he's not crazy? He probably is crazy. Crazy as shit. I love it. Maybe. A couple other quick things that also have happened quite a few times in the Hockamock Swamp. There have been disappearances of people. The most famous one was this uh, young girl named Evelyn Evelyn Packard, who was also from Brockton. (sighs) Within the Hockamock Swamp, that area, uh, there's Lake Nipponicket, which is a lake that is in Bridgewater, I believe. Uh, Number of deaths and drownings there, despite the water being no deeper than eight feet at the exact center of the lake, and most of the water around is about three feet deep. Lots of drownings, lots of boating accidents. It's called a lake. Who's boating on eight feet of water? Uh, People, apparently. I have no idea. Well, if you have a small boat, boat, you can boat on eight feet of water. I guess you could. You can. If you have a small enough boat, like a 10-foot boat. Yeah, a little, little troll. Yeah. yeah. Couple other quick things that they bring up in the documentary. These actually, to me, were the kind of the creepiest things. The old hitchhiker legends on the roads on the outskirts of the Hawkamox. Large, large. Two of them. Two of them. 
One of them is the red-headed hitchhiker of Route 44, that ginger fuck. Well, that would scare me in general. Mm. <laughs> so he's said to look like a lumberjack. Oh, a people, guy. people see him on the boundary of Seekonk and Rehoboth, and he's known to appear walking down the road hitchhiking. He appears in cars. He apparently manipulates radios. All that shit. Kind of creepy. Maybe it's Yukon Cornelius. It could be. Maybe it isn't. I'm not Bumble's saying. Bumble's. Has anybody I think seen? It'd be fun if it was Yukon Cornelius. I mean, but... has anybody ever seen the redheaded hitchhiker of Route 44 and Yukon Cornelius in the same room at the same time? I don't. Do think you know so. what? You're making a very valid point. Um, <laughs> I think I just solved that mystery. Yukon Cornelius. So... Also, another one, not as fun as the redheaded hitchhiker of Route 44. That's a catchy name. Could be a good name for a band. Uh, there's the Mad Trucker of Copacut Road in Freetown, which basically, if you're driving down this specific road in Freetown, it's said that uh, periodically a truck will all of a sudden appear behind you and try to run you off of the road. I feel like we have a road trip ahead of us. I know. Creepy. It is, yeah. I, I don't know the second story you're talking about, but I, I have heard of the the legend of the uh, the red-headed hitchhiker yeah. pop up in your backseat, kind of like that legend of... Uh, a lot of places, Japan has one of those places where it's a like, woman in a white dress will like appear in your back seat driving down certain yeah. roads. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, paranormal activities. Well, it, it just, it sounds like one of those classic urban legends, right? Yeah. It just, you know, all, like all of a sudden you're driving. Like, think of how many stories there are like that along Route 66. Oh, yeah. Like all so kinds of stuff like that, like phantom hitchhikers and all that weird shit, which that, See, that, those type stuff. of stories just creep me out. I, I that, no, that, that kind of. They're usually on roads where you're isolated, um, low traffic area, Yeah, dark, kind of weird, and uh, I mean, I drove, this winter I drove down some stretches of, of Route 66 that were very, uh, very creepy. Yeah, I'll Very bet. haunting, so, uh, yeah, it's not fun. What state that you drove through on Route 66 was the creepiest, if you had to say? Oh, shit. I don't know what state was the creepiest on Route 66. The creepiest state I was in was New Mexico. Yeah. I never felt comfortable there. Santa Fe, beautiful, uh, was the creepiest. I could not wait to get out of there. Really? I could. I felt like behind the smiling faces were like... People that were No, it was in. just like the, the vibe there is like very... Well, one, it's a very paranormal area. Like, I think the city was founded in 1520 by Spanish monks. Yeah. Uh, so very old city. It's also the... Uh, highest ele- elevation city in the United States. Like so you're saying the people than, there creeped you out? More in, than Denver? Uh, yeah, it's at 7,000, like, 360 feet. I think Wait, it's actually higher. Above sea level? Seeing? Yeah, we drove through clouds to get to Santa Fe. That's yeah. nuts. Uh, it was weird as shit. Uh, but very... it just, it gives you a, there's this very, like, vortex kind of vibey, like, mm. I just never, New Mexico, I, I did not enjoy New Mexico. Just in general, really? nothing. Nothing. See, I, I, I've always to wanted to go there, because I just think that area of the country is so beautiful. It is very pretty, it just, it's very, for me. So, as I mentioned before, when you talk about the Freetown State Forest, pretty hard to not mention the decades upon decades of satanic activity that has occurred there. Sacrificial lambs, so to speak. Satanic panic, baby. Satanic panic. It was huge in the 80s and 90s. 80s and 90s. And I feel like there was a lot of faux outrage in America about Mm. satanic cults and stuff back in the 80s. Obviously, that's why the the term was dubbed satanic panic. There were a few news stories, a few crimes that occurred that made people think this way. But apparently... In the Freetown State Forest, there was actually a lot of evidence and police work that was done to combat these satanic 
uh, cults. Seth, I know you're super into this like me. I thought this was the coolest part oh, of the, the whole documentary. Well, it, like, makes me, it makes me feel like, um, I don't know if anyone's seen the documentary uh, called Paradise Lost. No. Nope. Uh, the, three, the three young boys that were accused, I believe it was somewhere in the Castration. South. Could have been Mississippi or something. Were believed that they murdered a young boy in a, sata- a satanic ritual. Yep. Uh, evidence has kind of led to that maybe it was the stepfather who killed him. Anyways, the satanic panic... These kids were into and the reason I think black it's metal and all this stuff. Oh, I do know that story. The castration. Yeah. Actually, the boy who was murdered, his last name is Byers. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. When I watched it, I was like, Not oh. even. We got more uh, links than Stranger Things. It's a uh, totally unrelated last name to this show. Wow. Well, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. Another, another weird Weird that you bring that up. It's not our fault that we're oh. awesome. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, you had, you had animal mutilation. Uh, you had people taking skulls. Uh, weird sheds or whatever you want to call them. The lots of strange things happened there in the in yeah. that Freetown forest. A lot of voodoo. Pretty bag. pretty weird shit and uh, pretty interesting stuff. Um, so on a personal level, when I think of Satanic Panic now, I think of True Detective because a lot of the influence on True Detective was this type of uh, true. Th- these types of crimes have inspired the better seasons of True Detective. Season that 1 first, and season especially one, Season 3. Season three. 1 yeah. might have been the greatest season oh, of television yeah. ever made. I agree. I honestly, awesome. I think it is. 2 I, is super underrated, though. No, it's it underrated, is, it but is. Season yeah. 1 because of that Because you yell that from the balcony. I hear you yeah. up there. Season, I, I season, like season 1, two. I think, made Season 2 look bad, but if Season 2 had just come out as its hey. own thing, amazing you, cast. Years from now, yeah. Season 2 will be remembered as a an underrated season. First Colin Farrell, that season is badass. He's awesome in a lot of stuff, and he gets a bad rep. Well, him and Rachel McAdams were, like, great in that. He was good, too. I know on ruined that fucking no, I was no, going to say, his un- wife ruined the un- show. Unpopular opinion. I actually oh. thought Vince Vaughn was not as terrible as people said he was. I thought he was okay. I didn't think he ruined He was, the he show. was like the David Caruso of that yeah. season. He was like King One Liner. You know, what, you know what killed that season? The writing and the overproduction and everything else. It was I just felt like too they had to convoluted. The moon on it. Yeah. yeah, they had Westworld syndrome. The that. other one was grainy and not grainy, but it felt grainy. Yeah, like it wasn't actually. Well, it's like when you hear a band's first album, and then they've had ten years to write that album, and and the second album comes out, and they have a year to do it, and it's just last. And that's forget about Matthew McConaughey's performance in that. You can't. It's it's unbelievable. He was the but the writing also made they had like forever to write that show. So it's funny you mention that. So the the author of True Detective, all three seasons, is this guy who's a known control freak, Nick Nick Pizzolatto. Yep. So he's from New Orleans. Uh, he wrote all three seasons, and again, you talked about you know writer's block for a uh, for a musician. He had all his life to write True Detective season one, and I feel like HBO probably said that was great. Write another fucking story like that in six well, months. He, he, Not he, even probably less. He than wrote that, about what he months. knew because I mean, when he started writing that mm-hmm. was when um, Katrina happened. Mm-hmm. And there were rumors going around everywhere that, like, anybody who was killing, like, it was like a killing frenzy there. Oh, yeah. And it's all that's tied in, like, all those stories. He yeah. kind of made, like, an amalgamation out of that and created yeah. this story off. Well, of yeah, and there were a lot of, in addition to murders, there were a lot of stories about predators preying on children and that type of stuff after Katrina because there, it was just fucking it was oh, a real west. The, was way that, the way that show ended with the... It was so good. Yeah, it was awesome. You know what else made that show really good? What? Alexandria Daddario and her big titties. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, she's so hot. 
Yeah, that's probably the yes, uh, correct. The, the the on the power rankings, probably the number one nude scene in all of television of all time. I oh, would yeah. say. I mean, Jesus. Um, but yeah, that 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 show's great. Uh, season three, the most recent season, was phenomenal too, and that actually, I think, I feel like leaned into the satanic panic a little bit more even than season well, one. Well, yeah, and, and they basically those shows are showing, and especially this documentary too, is showing that like your imagination can get the best of you and panic. Like what's going on right now? Mm-hmm. Again, you have something that's real, and then you your imagination takes hold of you. Yeah. I think it's that whole area has that that sense around it. The Freetown Forest has some legitimate things that are going on, but there's a lot of panic in that. Does area. anybody yeah. understand the panic though? Like I get it, like it's tough. But could you imagine being that person that's like, I need to go to the grocery store right now and get toilet paper and water and sanitizer because my life is going to end. And I some, feel like they're insane. Some people just want to make sure that their lives are planned out and they can hold, shelter down if they need to. So. Yeah. Well, panic is a real human emotion. It's just a, yeah. insane. And, and probably one of the most powerful human emotions, yeah. I would think, as, as well, exemplified right now. Yeah. So, you know... Obviously, kind of like True Detective, like with these satanic cases that popped up in the Bridgewater Triangle back in the 70s, um, there was actually an undercover investigation that infiltrated the satanic cult, which is right out of True Detective. McConaughey does the exact same thing with the bikers. Pretty awesome. Now that I'm thinking of it, I'm just thinking of all these parallels. Um, but basically, to, to kind of run through the cases that occurred, so uh, the main police officer they interview in this documentary his name is uh, last name is alves and he used to work for i believe was the bridgewater police department uh basically there were more and more reports in the 70s and 80s of uh you know hunters out in the hockamock swamp that would see satanic graffiti and just animal carcasses that were splayed out in a way that was not natural so there were rumors of child molestation murder uh and it all kind of got kicked into high gear when a, a series of prostitutes got murdered uh, in a satanic way and le- either in the Hockamock Swamp or left there. Uh, the first one, uh, her name was Doreen Levesque, and she was a prostitute that was found uh, behind the bleachers at Diamond Hill Vocational High School in Fall River. Her hands were tied behind her back and her skull had been crushed from behind. Uh, signs of sexual abuse and ritualistic sacrifice. Same thing happened to another prostitute. Her name was Barbara Raposa. Same thing. Hands tied, skull crushed. Uh, that's what led to the under, undercover investigation where they actually infiltrated this satanic cult. And uh, during that undercover investigation, they had a, an informant. Her name was Karen Marsden. We have a customer whose last name is Raposa. So uh, this informant, she basically showed up for a few times and... <laughs> stopped showing up, disappeared, and uh, then her body, her skull, I should say, her skull was found on the banks of a river in Westport along with several cat skulls in a uh, ritualistic type fashion. Uh, There were eventually a couple of people that were arrested for these crimes, names Carl Drew and Robin Murphy. But that is just... It's like a made-up name. I mean, I I know, (laughs) honestly, it just... You know, your stomach must hurt from laughing right now from all those laughs in that story. But I mean, that is just some fucking There's bananas. Some, you, you had some that, shit. The, the uh, bananas. The prostitute murders were uh, Carl Drew. I believe is still alive and still in prison for these crimes. Correct? 
I believe he is. I believe he is too. And then you had uh, not related murder to it. You had the uh, the Aruda girl murder. Yeah. Uh, which Mary Lou Aruda. Yeah, she was like a 15 year old girl. We got taken off her. Uh, Bill Aruda. Is that somebody? Um, that but is she somebody. was she was taken off her uh, off of her bike, kidnapped, <laughs> murdered in an area where satanic ritual stuff had kind of happened. Yes. Yeah, so she I was don't found. Fully what happened uh, so with she her. she was 15. And uh, basically a week after Halloween, I, I don't have the year written down here, she was found with her head cut off, tied to a tree uh, in the Hockamock Swamp. Sounds like the ritual. Hmm. There was another guy that was actually convicted of that murder. Yeah, different guy other than Carl. Different Carl guy, had already been and it committed. was found to be absolutely unrelated to any of the satanic murders that occurred before Which is that. weird. Yeah, completely you unrelated. I think they would have been connected unless there was a other hmm. worldly being causing this. Mm, like Cthulhu, or uh, it, or, or it could just be a hot spot Conjuring. to bring people. It's, it's mm. a forest where you can hide what you're doing pretty easily. Or could be that there's spirits. That's probably a, a little a more right gray. Uh, yeah, my mind goes to what the likely scenario. Right. But I do like where Andrew's thought process. Yeah, is no, I, 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 I dig it. Expand your mind. Son. Well, that's expand what we're talking about. Mind. We're talking about boring ass real shit. Well, real your head cut off in the woods is not a boring Seems story. Seems weird. Fifteen. Who's doing that? Well, you know, Mike. Mike? Mike? Oh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Don't convince yourself. Yeah. No, I'm just saying there's, it's a hot spot for murders. And, and like Murder. you said, the, the, uh, the one part of the whole story that really intrigued me was the prostitute murders. Uh, yeah. Real shit was happening. It's not, you know, hearsay. It's none of that. Like, it actually happened. Actually happened. That with some, you. with some. Well, I'm saying it actually has an element of paranormal. My favorite part of the story was the murder. Was the prostitute murder? <laughs> My favorite part was. Hmm, how did you get away with that one? You know what I like best about? No, that? I just, the I thought, it, I find die. it. I mean, dude, why do people find True Detective interesting? Because it could be yeah. something that really happened. Correct. Correct. I agree, but it just. Uh, <laughs> so oh. after these, uh, after these prostitute <laughs> murders. Hey, <laughs> quiet. You stupid. You a puppet dog. Uh, after these prostitute murders, um, obviously the Hockamock Swamp is a very big place. A couple years after, they found a couple of things. They found an underground bunker that was used for these satanic practices where they killed these people. Or allegedly killed these people that was never prove, uh, proven. Excuse me. Sounds like Indians. Uh in this underground bunker, they found dolls with their heads cut off, uh, chairs carved out of trees from the area that were small enough for a child, along with binding equipment. Shit. Also, uh, children's clothing, if I'm not children's correct. Children's clothing. Right. Really? Uh, yeah. They also found... Wow, in fuck. A, in I a guess bu- my spot is blown up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, too bad you were like two years old when this happened, but yeah, I hear you, dog. <laughs> So they, they, uh, they also found a hut, an above-ground hut, with uh, more dolls nailed to the trees around it. Uh, it was a two-and-a-half-mile walk into the woods, so this was definitely not there by accident. Also contained a, uh, a small jail cell that was designed for a child. I yeah. love this place already. Insane. Not like that, but I but yeah, it crazy um, stuff. And, um, yeah, I guess they were going to do a patrol of the area because they never found any bodies or anything like that but they also were never allowed to really investigate it with uh they were going to go in with a dog team and i guess like a day or two before it happened i mean mike might be able to correct me but a day or two before it happened um they basically got like the 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 kibosh on it 
to not. I do remember that from the documentary. Basically, yeah, they were going to go in with a canine team and. Can like True Detective, some higher power that be called off the investigation. Yeah. So you wonder; it makes you wonder what was going who, on. There. Who pulled those strings, and why? Why were those strings mm. pulled? Yes, you know, feeling that. The, Do you wonder? Because aliens. Wonder. Because say squatch. <laughs> because say squatch. <laughs> Cryptozoology. You have to let it wander. Oh uh, no more. So no, the, the that, only other thing... Cranberry song? Do you have to let it wonder? What is it? No, do you have to let it linger? Do you have to let it wonder? That's not a song. Do you have to... No, do you have to let it wonder is not a fucking... That's my brain linger. right now. Do you have to let it wonder? My brain's going... You know I'm such a fool for you. It should be, you know I'm such a Jew me wrapped around your You got your Do you have to let it linger? Do you have to... Do you have to let it be? Seth, you were early. You were early. It's okay. I know. I fucked up. It's good, though. How about that? We're, we're, a, regular, we're a regular comedy uh, uh, quadruple. Otis, Otis, shut up. Shut up, for Christ's sake. <laughs> um, last thing of note for the Freetown State Forest. So there was actually a pet cemetery in there. Which oh. you know maybe why the satanic cultists uh, targeted uh, it, us. It, it, it smoky boner in there. <laughs> uh, so last, <laughs> cool. Last thing about the Freetown State Forest. Apparently, there's a pet cemetery in there, uh, which boner. may have been used <laughs> to bury Smoky Boner, which you can see <laughs> in the documentary. Yeah, if you look uh, at the documentary, there's a pet's name that's called My Smoky Boner. No, yeah, it's, it's spelled really? B-O-N-N. So yeah, it's uh, like Boner, but it's Boner, but it's My it's Smoky Boner. Clearly Boner. Yeah. Clearly Boner. Yeah. That's but, real? Um, yeah, you know, obviously know. an easy target for these satanic cultists to As fucking dig be. up. If dig it's up my bones. smelly boner, what is it? <laughs> my stinky boner. We're not boner. talking about your sex <laughs> life over my here. My smelly boner. It smells uh, like Yeah, no, the, the pulling up of, like, pets and stuff like that, that was kind of yeah. fucking weird, too. Yeah, I definitely. The cows being murdered Oh, have you there? seen that? Uh, oh, yeah, the calves. That's right. You I don't even fuck with cats. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watch refuse. It. Don't watch it. It's yeah. super messed up. Mm. I'm good with that. Uh, kill people all you want. Kill animals. Oh, see, it, those it leads idiots. to that. It leads to mm-hmm. that. I am. It one basically of those leads to the fact that people would rather see you kill a human than a, an animal. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I love animals. That's fine. fair. Mm. I hate people, so I get it. Any um, <laughs> any final <laughs> thoughts on the Bridgewater Triangle? I know we've talked about a lot. I'm sure there's a lot that we talked about. Thunderbirds. Cat, cat, what's your, what, we talked about Thunderbirds. What's your, we talked about orbs off the coast of North Carolina, South Carolina. So where there are, you know. When the country first was founded, mm-hmm. you had Plymouth and those places down in North Carolina, what? South Carolina. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are those places? Charleston, other places. Where was the other one? Are you talking about Jamestown? Jamestown, but also Virginia. Charles, Virginia, <laughs> but no, you had North Carolina, South Carolina. So all those areas, they see orbs, just orbs. Orbs of floating. Light. Orbs yep. of light floating. Yeah. Consistent sign of paranormal. Have they been light. speaking yep. to us since that time? Maybe they've been around. Maybe they progressed us to this. I don't point. know. I'm not a philosopher, so I don't really. That know. doesn't make me a but, philosopher. That makes me. An well, idiot. you're philosophizing. <laughs> I'm philosophizing. Fuck me with your science. All right. Well, if fucking Frederick Nietzsche is over here, is all set. I'm gonna uh, move <laughs> on to the next to, topic. He likes to delve into the humanity aspect of it. I, 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 I appreciate. It. He sounds like I'm Andy Rooney. I'm Do you guys remember Andy Rooney's thing on, on um, sixty minutes? Do you ever wonder? Do you ever wonder? Yeah, yeah that's Andrews. Do you ever wonder why? <laughs> yeah. 
Bubblegum now costs 75 cents. All right, you're fucking up my whole point, which was... Sorry, nice, go ahead. It was a good... I don't know what I was talking well, about. Can, it right, was a go good ahead. point. I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> it was about. better than bubblegum. <laughs> no, you are Andy Rooney of the podcast. Uh, I thought our Randy... Our Randy Rooney. Randy Rooney. Oh, Randy Rooney. Oh, Randy Rooney. Oh, Randy, Randy Rooney. Rooney. Oh, Randy Rooney. Yeah. I thought my Andy Rooney impression was actually okay. I thought it was pretty good. good. Continue with your point, Andrew. I'm I don't sorry remember that I cut what I was off. talking about now. Oh, okay. All you right. fucked it up. <laughs> well, I blame you. <laughs> does anybody have any final thoughts on the Bridgewater Triangle? Like I said, I know we talked about a lot. We probably left a lot out. Uh, again, we watched the Bridgewater Triangle documentary on Amazon Prime that came out in 2013. We also live here, motherfuckers. You could, so. you, We're also in the area, so we know it. You guys could do three episodes on this and you wouldn't touch on everything. I know. There's this, so. this really so much, so we kind of... I tried, to, I tried to keep it as uh, brief as possible, so yeah, we didn't we run on we for, don't like want to for For a low-budget documentary, it's done very well, mm-hmm. and if you like that kind of stuff, it's a good watch. It's like, what, maybe an hour and a half? Hour and a half. It's a solid well, watch. And if you're from the area yeah. and you haven't watched it, when yeah. you hate Mark Wahlberg, fucking watch it. I mean, I hate Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate, yeah, but yeah. Like, since you know he's not I mean, in it, no. watch it. Hey, Mark Wahlberg. I know what you're saying. If yeah. you're listening, don't fucking listen. If you listen. love Boston you. and Ben Affleck Oh, my God, I, live, I know the town's Abington. And I'm Bridgewater. from Dorchester. Oh, Rocco. Rocco. Yeah. Uh, no, I thought it was a great watch. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I've seen it now yeah. four or five times. I, uh, I I own it. I know you, you own, I, it, I own it, too. I have the DVD, so, uh, yeah. Wow. They're, hey, they're a local company. You guys company. are fucking losers. <laughs> Fair. It's uh, I, I own that. That's, that's, that's the fucking right. space cadet in the corner. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Yeah. I actually when think, I say you're a fucking loser, I think I'm a. Bad. I think I'm a. I'm a wonderful human being and a winner. I think Mike, I'm Mike, a winner. Mike is a winner. I, I, I can't. I'm a fucking tan. I'm a tan. tan. I give it a tan. A fucking tan. You're an easy six. <laughs> I'm a Boston five. Oh so god. What are you gonna do? All right, guys. Well, if we have nothing else, uh, all I have left to do is read off our social media shit. So, uh, so basically, hey, if you like this show, if you like listening to us rant and rave about the Bridgewater Triangle and other movies and other random things that we talk about, subscribe to us on social media. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Hometown Horror. You can find us on Instagram at Hometown Horror Pod. You can also email us. You can also email Otis. Uh, you can email us at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. That's hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us how much you hate us. Yeah, tell us how much you hate us. Tell us if you love us, if you have show suggestions. Uh, if you want to just tell Andrew to go eat shit, you can if also If you want to vote on whether you enjoy Andrew on the podcast or don't. No, I don't we, care we should, way, we should have a philosophizing with Andrew hour. Mm. And people come on and Andrew can be like, do you ever wonder? <laughs> do you ever wonder? <laughs> I add content to the show. I'm important. I matter. <laughs> do you ever wonder where you can subscribe to America's Hometown Horror Podcast you can do that on Apple Podcasts. First off, time out. Google. If I am the, oh, we're still talking about the... We're still doing this? Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your fucking podcast. Twitcher? Twitcher? Go ahead. Blitcher? Stitcher. Okay. I was just saying... I don't know what the fuck I was saying, but if I am the philosophical content that... God help me. I don't know what the fuck. Anyway. Let's end it with a... Yeehaw! <laughs> Amen to that and pass the ball, son. <laughs> this has been America's Hometown Hour. Say goodbye to your audience, folks. Peace out, guys and Bye. girls. Thanks for listening, and if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you can check out the other podcasts on the Nebiart. 
Podcast Network. We have Retro Redoctopus. We have America's Hometown Horror, Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, and, of course, Inebriart. So you can check those out wherever podcasts are found. Like, comment, and subscribe so we can reach more listeners. And thanks for listening.